Sean, I have a question for you. How do you feel about us not talking even once during the course of this entire program and just letting Chris Paraselli melt our faces live? Oh, that was Chris? Because I thought, I I thought we were going to pretend that I had been taking some guitar lessons over yeah. the pandemic. Over the pandemic? How was the pandemic 40 years long? Is it was. It was 40 was? years. <laughs> because uh, Little Man is going to be our guest today, coming up very shortly. Again, a few people have brought their instruments in before to perform live, but very, very few have actually i think chris might be the only one that's ever done a live intro for us chris we're going to talk to you again very shortly but before we get into something's barely maudlin and say goodbye to a living legend uh well no longer living uh once living legend um could i have like two more seconds of that right there do you mind i hate i hate to catch you off guard Here's the thing. Growing up, electric guitar always excited me. And I tried it when I was young, and I knew I'd never get good enough, so I just thought I'd stay close to it, try to understand it. People who are true believers like Chris, Jack White is in town tonight at the Armory. Oh, my gosh, that's right. And Jack White's guitar playing is... Much like Chris, Jack White is a true believer. You can say what you want about certain artists, but when they're true believers, it's hard not to get caught up in the whirlpool of rock fucking enthusiasm that they bring to the plate, man. And it's it's very, it's very exciting to me. So, you know, whether it was like stealing my dad's copy of Disraeli Gears by Cream early on wow. or later on in life listening to Black Sabbath or Queens of the Stone Age, as we have several posters here in the Smart Start MN studios, I fucking love rock guitar. Seriously, if we didn't say another word and we just listened to Chris play for an hour, I'd be cool. But we do have to take care of a little bit of business. By we should probably say hello. Uh, I'm Brian. That is Sean. Chris on the in-house guitar. It is the Brian Oak Show. It's episode 264, and it's nice wow. to be here. It's in the Smart Start MN Studios, at the beautiful intersection of 48th and Chicago in South Minneapolis, and um, it's a lovely day. To some people, it probably feels like autumn's come a little too early, but it's a little overcast. It's wow. Cool. Nice. There's no dew point. It, to me, this is a perfect day. I'm very excited about today. I am too. Yeah, well, you've been busy. I've not been busy. I normally <laughs> get up at 4 a.m. and I slept on and off till about 11.30 today. Good and for it you. felt fantastic. And now we get rock action. So uh, Smart Start MN, we have to make sure we take care of them. They are the reason that we're in this beautiful studio along with our Patreon members. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. What that means is if you drink and you drive and you get popped, you are going to lose your license even before you're found officially guilty and the real heaviness comes down you're still going to have to find a way to live your life. Trust me, you're going to need to keep making money because it is an expensive way to live one's life. Uh, DUIs are really expensive. First of all, don't get one. Second of all, if you do get one, talk to our friends at Smart Start MN. Yeah, they can save you even more money. It's so affordable already. But just go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll get you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. And a shout out to Ed and his entire family. Yeah? They're headed to Iceland today for what? like a week and a half. Yeah. Wow. I was well, a little jealous of that. Have fun. I mean, my dad's been to Iceland, and he told me the stories. And the thing about Iceland is it's gorgeous, right? I mean, you're literally on a giant volcanic mm-hmm. rock in the middle of the North Atlantic. The people there are very exotic, a very a culture very different from the rest of what you might encounter anywhere in Europe. But it's also expensive because there are no natural resources yeah. there. So literally everything is imported other than, like, fish. So unless you're, <laughs> unless you're just eating fish and not doing anything else, it can be an expensive journey, but it's supposed to be one of the most beautiful locations on the planet. Yeah, I'm very jealous. I want to go there sometime, and I have friends who live there. So Why don't we do the podcast from there? Let's do it. Okay. You mean forever? We'll just make a yurt? Or just once? We'll just a yurt, you and me, by That's, ourselves, leave our families I don't, behind? I don't... I just don't, make, make, don't. The, make the Brian Oak show out of a yurt in Iceland how we live I our lives. I don't see our story ending that way. Let's Brian. go on a journey together, Sean. <laughs> Let's go on a journey together. All right. Hey, I really am excited to talk about Chris because Chris has brand new music. He sent me some stuff from a video, and I'm not going to give out any spoilers, but... Little man's a motherfucking Viking. All yes, right, I'm going to tell yes, you that right yes. now. Uh, and also, we're going to dive a little bit into astrology. Uh, uh, 
well, I hesitate to use the word science only because I have a healthy skepticism towards it, but there is certainly a philosophy and a theory and a vision of life, and Chris is very into it, and he's probably going to give me insights into myself. They're going to make me be like, oh, man, that shit's real, bro. You ever look up in the sky and see that thing? There it is. Anyway, we'll get to that all coming up just ahead. But first, I do want to say a quick farewell. It's been a week now, but we lost someone who is one of my all-time favorites, uh, Olivia Newton-John. Technically British. She was born in England, but moved to Australia. And really, that's where she grew up. And she always identified as Australian throughout her life, even Mm -hmm. though she spent more than half her life in Southern California. Um, But she had one of those pure, beautiful voices. And yes, she was a pop star. Yes, she mostly did covers. You know, big blue eyes, blonde hair. It's hard not to win when you're as pretty as she Mm -hmm. is. But I also think she had a great voice. And Grease remains one of the most popular musicals of all time. She was always cool. And she's been an advocate for animals. She has been an uh, an advocate for cancer research and fighting cancer. She had three bouts of it in her life before she finally succumbed to it about a week ago at the age of 73. I know. She went through a lot. The thing that blew me away was that, I don't know if you've ever been out to the town of Olivia. I have. Tiny little town of Olivia. Minnesota. In her peak, yes. In the prime of her career during Greece, and I don't know if Chris knows this, they asked her, hey, will you come out? It's a it's our bicentennial year, wherever the hell it was. Right. She went there and, they, you know, they said, well, what, what what, what, would we need to pay you, you know, for this? And she's like, well, I heard it's like sweet corn season and like some sweet corn. And they Give me a her, bag of sweet corn. Like she got some sweet corn and something else and that was it. That was her talent fee. And, and she was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I don't know what it is about that, but I love it when people are not douche nozzles when they get really famous you you and i agreed early on we weren't working with assholes and so there's the combination of when someone is just kind that's that to me is the essence of humanity and then true believers right like she obviously loved what she did she knew she was fortunate she's like well I'm going somewhere where they have really good sweet corn. Can I have some of that? I, it's perfect. It's absolutely <laughs> she, perfect. She paid for her own flight, like everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's weird because that does not usually happen. No, it doesn't. Even back then in the 70s. Well, she won Grammys four times. She has sold an estimated 100 million records wow. worldwide. And her first two major records, I mean, she what did she have? She had a couple of top uh, number one hits and then another 10 top 10 hits on the Billboard Hot 100. Two number one albums on the Billboard 200. If You Love Me, Let Me Know from 1974, and then this particular album that we're going to hear the title track of right now, she also went to number one with 1975's Have You Never Been Mellow. This always sat in the back of my Mm -hmm. brain because I would have been six, seven years old, and you're driving around in the car with your family, sitting in the back, playing with your plastic dinosaurs, whatever you're doing, and your eyes went big there. What did you think I was going to say, you weirdo? I don't know. (laughs) I was kind of waiting for you to tell me what you were playing with, and I I guess I wasn't expecting plastic dinosaurs. I was was a big dinosaur fan. We'll get into that (laughs) on another episode. Uh, But this song right here was always on the radio when I was a little kid, and I've loved it ever since, and to me it speaks to sort of the essence of who she was early on and what she was grow to be so rest in peace olivia newton john it's the brian oak show
1975, mm. a good chunk of time before the success of oh. Grease would come along. And then the reinvention wow. in the early 80s, physical, although it was a staple on MTV, was a genuinely shocking song, like with the overtly sexual nature. Because, you know, women were allowed to be pretty and be attractive, but not really to be the aggressor. And it was actually very controversial at the time. There was a lot of pushback from various avenues sure. in the industry. Yeah. She, I think that she, uh, it was part, it was, it came from her to be like, uh, we need to do something that is not that. So let's just, let's make it to be like an exercise video. Right. You know. No, so it, it looked like an aerobics video. Yeah. And a weightlifting video. But all you have to do, I mean, you look at the album cover and it's a gatefold and instead of looking on the inside, you look on the outside and it's her in the water and oh, yeah. I, I, the lyrical content, if you go back and listen to the actual lyrics of physical pretty straightforward i'm gonna be honest like let, let's get physical and yeah. although it looks like it means like the video no it's um but i mean she stayed interesting and talented throughout her career and then her advocacy in her later life and i don't know that one was just sad for me we lost her less oh, than no. a week ago olivia newton john hi i'm brian that's sean right over there hi oh, sean oh hello oh. <laughs> good to see you again <laughs> like i just arrived and right across from me is chris Paraselli. hi you, you may know him uh i don't know colloquially or in the showbiz realm as little man and it's good to have you back in the smart start mn studio yeah. how are you man great i love playing guitar for you too yeah. and just being here in this great spot, you know, this little vortex of uh, wonderfulness. The Smart Start MN studios are not lush, right? This is not a posh location, no. but it's our little tree fort of creativity and conversation. Awesome. That's how we like to think about it, because, you know, we can put up whatever we want in here. We can do whatever we want in here. Shit, man, we can have a local rock star shred on the <laughs> guitar in here. On the weekend, at least. Right, let's, <laughs> yes. let's not try that on a Tuesday, okay? It's not like we do we, a drum circle yeah. or anything. On <laughs> no, but we can shake the walls a little bit. Yes. A little bit on the weekends, a little bit. And you have been busy. And I know that for artists, you know, like, I mean, it, you can be creative all the time. But like anybody in life that does anything creative, I think there are ebbs and flows, oh, right? Yeah, there are sure. valleys and there are highs. Oh, yeah. And right now, you have a brand new single that we're going to hear shortly, and you're making a video for it, which we'll talk about coming up in just a bit. But these are sort of creative peaks where you've got to be on point, you've got to be excited, you've got to have faith in your material and your yeah. ability. Does it feel pretty good right now? It feels good now. You're right. Those those You're on the... You know, if we're talking like a tarot card, it's the wheel of fortune. You right. know, things are go up, they go down, they go back up again. It just depends on timing of things like that. I'm super happy with the timing of this coming yeah. out in legal season and uh, being able to express myself and um, create with people um, that uh, are also doing the same thing and we get together and create something wonderful and share it with everybody. So, I mean, you bring up Leo season and we are going to talk astrology later as well because I'm actually, yeah. I love your level of fascination with it yeah. because you're not a kook. I don't, <laughs> I don't think, I mean, you talk, listen, <laughs> look, look, me. look, but seriously though, <laughs> you talk to certain people who are so lost in it that it's hard to have a regular human discussion with them. I got you. You seem to allow it to influence who and what you do. Does that influence when you decide you're going to be creative and what you're doing or do you just have to go with it whenever it hits you it goes whenever it, it hits me yeah yeah you can't depend on things like that but sometimes the energy is is helping and it's helpful you know like right now with things coming out the way that they are with the new song it comes out at a great time but you know creativity comes and goes just like you said it ebbs and flows for, for everybody and i think you know our interest in life whether it may be i like i'm not an artist but there are times where I'm on fire. I feel alive. I oh, feel yeah. ready. I feel like I'm in the zone. The game is slowed down. It's coming to me. <laughs> and then there are times where every single day seems like a fucking drag and a fucking <laughs> grind. And again, I know that my suffering is very little compared to some of the suffering that happens around the world. Right. But you can't live anybody else's life by exactly. your own. Right? You can't live anybody else's yeah. life. So Everyone's having their own experience. But, but even if you're like, you sit in a cube, you know, there are some days where you're like, I fucking got this. I'm on fire today. <laughs> and other days where you're like, oh, good, only 200 TPS reports. <laughs> Your new song is called Heartburst. That's and right. is it is it going to be a standalone effort? Is it part of a bigger thing that you're creating? And do you have other songs in the works? But I mean, I asked too many questions right there. Yeah. Let's start with the first one. Sure. Heartburst. Tell me about this song, because this song seems very fully realized, and it's good. Oh, thank you, Ryan. Thank you very much. Um, uh, it, 
it is a part of a larger work. Right now, it's a, it is a single. I've got other songs that we're uh, currently working on and, and will be working on in the future, so probably be putting out singles. Uh, it is a part of a collective of songs that I wrote uh, during the COVID, you know, pandemic when it's, you know, when it was at its worst for the most part. Mm-hmm. So I have this collection of songs that uh, encompass what I was going through and with the person I was with at the time and, and it encompasses kind of this relationship. So all of those songs I wrote and I've got all the demos. And so, you know, I'm giving to my producer, John Fields, and we kind of discuss, you know, which ones we're going to do. And so it takes time. We don't just do for this. John is unavailable for me to do it all in one go. Right. So we're just doing a little bit by bit and it comes out when it comes out, you know, just divine timing with everything. Tell me about working with John Fields because John Fields is a name. We've had John Fields on the show. And, oh, wonderful. Uh, John Fields is Minnesotan and then Californian for a long time, right? Yeah. And working with some incredible names. The, the array of people he's yeah, worked yeah. with is dizzying. And now he's back in Minnesota again. Had you worked with John before or is this? The, well, in between the lines was the last record that Little Man did. Right. And that was with John. That was my first experience recording with him. And now uh, coming back, you know, I was really excited because there was a long period of time where we couldn't get in the studio. Right. And so now that opens up some and it just feels so good to be in the studio with him creating again, having the opportunity to work with him, having the opportunity to record, be in the studio together. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's great. Why, why is he so sought after? I mean, because everyone I've ever talked to, and I've interviewed quite a few artists who have worked with him, you know, you don't have to like someone to get good work done together with them, right? But everyone seems to like John Fields. What is, what's John's appeal? What does he bring? Why were you excited to work with him again? And what's he like in the studio that makes everybody love that guy so much? Yeah, For me, I feel it's a, it's a very personal thing. He's, I, I like his creative ability and on the spot. He does a lot of work as we're working that mm. I don't even know about. And then on a playback, everything is just there. There's some things that we don't even have to talk about. He'll add or, you know, make a mix on something that is just right. And I'm like, I didn't tell him to do that. You know, we don't, there's not too much direction. You know, we, we start out talking about the song a little bit, but as things go, things really work. And the things that he adds, I'm like, that is exactly, it's, that's great. That's perfect. You know, we, we don't, uh, get into too many arguments about things but we do try and we and we take away things and we were able to throw ideas at stuff like that he has got his own unique genius and he knows a lot uh he can play a lot of instruments and he just adds his own uniqueness to it and working with him is is a pleasure and he he raises the bar for me well i mean and that, that sort of standard and that push and pull i know is healthy for anybody uh, an artist in particular but I, I also know that, you know, when you are an artist, you've got a song in your head. You know what you want it to sound like. And then, you know, I mean, the, I think the gift of a producer, which I've always found fascinating, yeah. or even an engineer, or even a mixer maybe, is that they're like, what if we did this? And it would be easy, I think, for people to be like, fuck you, this is yeah. my song, we've already recorded it. <laughs> um, but, you know, to be open to that, but also the person who's asking or challenging yeah. you a little bit, you know, in, in just some version of that word, for them to be as good at what they do, I just, I've never heard one person say one negative thing about John Fields yeah. in my entire life. Uh, yeah, there's a big, big element of trust when yes. you're working with someone like that, and I trust him that we're going to make the song the best it can be, and sometimes it's not my idea, or sometimes I have something that I want to do, but it doesn't really work, because he's telling me, like, no, this is not going to work here, let's try something else, and I've got this idea, let's try it, and if it doesn't work, then we try something else. You know, we're very, it's it, it's important when you're working with someone, if you have an, a creative person that you're working with, to be able to, commu- to, be able to communicate and uh, not take things too personal. Like, we're trying to make this song. It's the song that's important here, not my ego or yours, you know? So I, I do have, when I come into it, I do have the song. I have written it. Here's the demo. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go too far off from w- my expression. And he knows that. But sometimes, you know, we it shifts some, you know, or he moves it slightly this way or that way to make it even better. Well, you said you trust him, but obviously he has to trust you and believe in you or none of that happens because his name is on the record as well. Right. Yeah, it is. Which is pretty cool. I mean, he's what he's showing is I have massive respect for you and then he can he can add his own juice to it. We we both have respect for each other, I would think. Mm -hmm. And we work 
very well together, so I'm very happy to be having the opportunity to do that again. What do you say we hear the fruit of that particular labor with your latest single? Let's do that. This is Heartburst. Um, uh, yeah, it's got a really good, uh, you know, open-heartedness. The, the song is about, you know, coming out of the depths of something that was kind of uh, suppressing you. This is big-time COVID uh, time where everyone feels like they're suppressed and not being able to go out, get out, you know, uh, and this is also about expressing yourself uniquely, your unique uh, self-expression and kind of lifting yourself up by your own bootstraps. Let's get going. Let's get out. Let's do this. This is who I am. And it's a big heart energy. It's heart burst. It's a lot of self-love in order to be able to do this sort of stuff. Let's rock it. This is all guitar right here. That was fucking awesome. I mean, so I've, I've listened to that song, but just through my shitty little tiny condenser speaker on the <laughs> yeah. on the laptop, right. and uh, with headphones on, it takes on a brand new life. It, it it ranges from the gorgeous pop rock to the absolute scuzzy skrunk between <laughs> skrunk. verses. Seriously, man. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? That edge that's on there, that level yeah. of distortion. I mean, and that... All of those things I just said were intended to be complimentary. I love it. There, there was not an insult in that <laughs> no, particular I description. You. But the hooks are there, and I, 
this to me is part of your gift, but I also understand why you want to work with Fields because Fields brings, again, I think people misunderstand when I use the word pop, right? Like when I say pop, I mean a little smoothness, a little fucking punch to that hook because that's what pop music is. It's all hooks all day, no matter what the music or the singer is. Um, And I mean, they're... That might be my favorite song of yours. That's really, really, really <laughs> and good. And I like you, man. Yeah, I just have to like that oh. that punched the whole way through and it had the right amount of swing to it. it right. It was good, man. Thank you very much. Really good. Yeah, thank you. All right, now I know you're working on a video for that song right now. And um, before we talk about that video production, because you sent me a couple stills, and I promise I will not give out any spoilers. Okay. But dang motherfucker. I don't know what you're <laughs> up to out there, man. <laughs> Some serious it's, Game of Thrones it's shit. It's coming along really good. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, um, Sean Bernard is a many decades friend of mine and producer and co-owner of the Brian Oak Show podcast. He also is a realtor for Edina Realty, the 50th in France location, and I know for a fact that you had a showing today. I had an open house today. Open yeah, house, that's yeah, it. Yeah, right, open right. house for a couple hours today at a friend's place, and uh, I was telling you guys a little bit about this, but I met a, a couple from Georgia. Mm. And they'd been here for a month, but I got to sell the Twin Cities to them. So we talked for 45 minutes, the poor bastards. Um, (laughs) They actually said to me, they go, oh, my God, you just gave us more information about the Twin Cities than we've gotten in a month from our friend. Right. And they they said she's kind of suburban, and that's cool, but... I told them about the Twin Cities and the music scene. They're both musicians. Right. They live on Mm. this little island down in Georgia, and... I got to tell him about everything, and she goes, let me stop you for just a second and tell you who my favorite band is. And what'd she uh, say? Well, I was I was like thinking it was going to be some something South, right? She's like, oh no, replacements. Really? She's in the right I spot. Go, Holy shit. Well, I, I got good news for you. Well, I said, do you, I said, you two both play music, but do you love to go see live music? And she said, yes, we do. I said, well, the thing that will shock you is the diversity of live music that we have in the Twin Cities. They mm-hmm. said, really? Like, we didn't we didn't know this. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I started kind of rolling through all the different things that they could hear and see and blah, blah, blah. But that's part of why I love my job. I can sit and talk to people and, you know, they hadn't even signed me to be their realtor yet. They're just <laughs> like, I said, hey, whether you, whether you sign me or not, let's go see some music together. I'm hoping to take them to see wow. Dr. Mambo's Combo tomorrow night. That's I'm like, great. come and see our cities. And then I said, after that, figure out if you love it or not and you really want to move here. But You told them about January, right? I mean, they're I from did. Georgia. I told them about January you told and them about February. January. Well, she's like, you know what? We have a camper and we don't have kids and we can work from anywhere. Would, that, would those be the months, January and February? Oh. I go... I would get the F yeah. out of here for that's, those. I mean, that's if you, if you can live the snowbird lifestyle and work remotely, get out. She's like, we have friends all through the South, so like, why wouldn't we go down there and just right. hang out in our camper for... I'm like, yeah, that's what you do, and then you come back here, and it's absolutely beautiful, but um, I love that about my job, and I, I, I told them that, that I give a portion of every buy and sell to a local artist or musician. They're like, oh my God. I said, that's how much I love... Uh, the Twin Cities music scene, and I said, because it's done so much for me, it's kind of self-centered that I, it's selfish, that I love the Twin Cities music scene so much, and I have too many friends that are in the music Mm -hmm. business that it crushed them, not just financially, because a lot of them had day jobs, but it was something to supplement their income, but it was soul-crushing because they couldn't get the feedback uh, when playing their music from real human beings looking up at them and you know, crying because they hear a song like we just heard, like Harpurst, yeah, live, and they're like, "What the? F- how does that even happen?" <laughs> you know, or they just are—they're absolutely blown away. So and then it's you, gone for two years. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you know of somebody that's looking to buy or sell, and they don't mind hearing the Irish guy tell them stories for forty-five minutes, six one two eight five nine two five nine four. That number is also textable. Sean and I talked early on about doing this podcast, yeah. and we didn't really have a plan. We didn't really know exactly what it was going yeah. to be about. We were just going to let it evolve and see what happened. And what happened was it's become hyper-local. Yeah, we've had a couple of international guests on or guests that are uh-huh. sort of outside the scope, but really this is a podcast about the upper Midwest, about mm-hmm. the musicians, about the entrepreneurs. Largely it's music, but it's also about the entrepreneurs and various characters who sort of fill out, actors, you know, whoever it might be, who fill fill out and i think you bring up an excellent point sean for people who are on the coasts if they've never spent any time in minnesota it does seem like flyover country right like corn country and i think people do lack an understanding even you know chris you and i earlier were talking about record stores for a market this size we have got 15 exceptionally good record stores there are cities 
three times the size, mm. four times the size that have two or three tops. Yeah. And so, and that to me even goes further when it comes to music, the, the array sure. of venues, yeah. the possibilities of what you can see, the quality of the artistry that is available here. And so that's why we've sort of kept this podcast about what's going on locally, what's going on right now. Chris Paraselli, a.k.a. <laughs> Little Man, is our guest in the Smart Start and, and Studios. So we just Thank heard you. that epic song. Now, you obviously love to make music, right? And it's, it, it, it runs oh, yeah. through it runs through your bones, and right? perform it, especially. And, and you love to perform it. Now, making a video is a very different animal. I've talked to a lot of artists and a lot of uh, filmographers and other people. Making a film can be, you know, even a short one that goes along with a four-minute song. It can be a very tedious and aggravating express. I mean, even if you're working with talented people, does it express the song right? Why right. are we doing this for the 15th time? We've already taken this shot that many times. <laughs> Do you like the process of making a video? It's a lot different than being in the studio. Yeah. It, you know, it's kind of a lot of waiting around, lighting and stuff like that. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, in the studio, you're like doing it and yep. you're working. You're not waiting too much for, you know, things to be done. You're actually working on it. Right. And so this is like kind of, yeah, you're trusting somebody else. They're doing the work and you just kind yeah. of have to do what you're told uh, and talking about situation and stuff like that, making it they make it work for you. You know, I'm working with uh, David Kurtovich. He did the last one, uh, the Body to Body video, mm. and he's going to be doing this one now. Um, and uh, also, I also wanted to say, uh, with this song, John Fields is playing uh, bass on this song, mm. and I've got uh, Sean Gilchrist, my good um, good drummer, he's playing on this song, the too. The drums Fair. are so clean on that yeah. song. That has a lot They're to do with John's so mix, okay. too. But They're of course, super tight. Uh, Sean is playing excellent. It's a great uh, spotlight for, mm. for him on this. But uh, yeah, doing video, it's it's a little bit different. Like we didn't know exactly what to do with Heartburst, you know. So we knocked around a few ideas, and things is, have just okay been evolving. You, I'm sorry to interrupt, but is it okay for you? Because some videos are extremely literal, right, about the content of the song. Others have almost nothing to do with the actual yeah. content of the song, <laughs> but they fit great with the, right. with the, the overall tone or anything yeah. like that. Where What were you shooting for on this particular video? I mean, like you just said, you don't really know where it's going to go sometimes, but were you trying to be literal, or are you trying mm-hmm. to do something more symbolic, or yeah. what are you trying to do? Things mix together to make it more symbolic with this one, and I wanted to get the rock energy expressed. So we're doing some live... Uh, we've got some video of the band playing together to get that energy. I want that energy being expressed. And then we're trying to fit in some other things that have to do with the theme of the song. So, yeah, kind of pulling that in. But I love how a music video can be anything. It yeah. doesn't have to make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> right, right. We grew up with all of that stuff. Yes. It's like, what's the talking as stuff? It's like, what's going on here? You know, it doesn't have to mean it anything. Matter. Or it can be super literal, like, uh, what's that band from Australia that do 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 Oh, Men, men at Work. Men at Work. Have <laughs> yeah, you seen their yeah, videos? Yeah. It's super literal. Yes, it is. And it's like, it doesn't have to be that way. But no. this is more symbolic. You know? right. Like, we are using fire and, um, uh, you know. Yeah, you uh, are. God, there's, there's a couple so. things I want to ask you about, but I don't want to give any spoilers about your video. But, I mean, when he leans in and lights that thing and you put your magic to work right there. Right, yep. We do some, there's some shooting involved as far as, uh, you know, Dude, arrows go. I've stuff. dreamed of <laughs> shooting a fire arrow my entire life. <laughs> How many times did you have to do that? Uh, we did that take maybe uh, 10 times. Okay. Dude, <laughs> that, I was, no. that's 10 more fire arrows than I've ever shot, Chris. All right? That's, no, it was super yeah. fun. And we didn't even intend to do that. That's the thing. We're on our way driving to our location up north. And we're, we're intending on doing something specific, and this is what we're going to go and do, this. And then he just all of a sudden mentions, hey, you know what? My friend did this one time and where we're going, and, and I'm like, we have to do that. <laughs> we have to. Are you kidding me? That's the action. All right, so now you, you've recorded a lot. Is it all recorded, or do you still have more shots to take? We still have one more uh, shoot to do. Okay. But um, it's really coming out very nicely. Uh, and uh, Kurtovich is doing an amazing job. And He's really, really great. And we're, we've turned out to be good friends, spend time together talking about just life issues too because we're spending time together. Right. And we're being creative together. I love having a creative partner. It's great. Well, uh, when, when work people become friends, yeah. I think that there's not really anything else like that, right? Because yeah. I've worked really hard in my life 
given the nature of my career, to sort of keep a very stark division between those who are part of my personal life and those who are part of my work life. Yeah. not trying to be a jerk about it, but occasionally you don't get to pick, and there are bleed-overs, right? Uh-huh. Like, I think our mutual friend Jason Nagel is one of those for me. You know, mm-hmm. he's become a lifelong friend. Oh, Sean's sure. another good example. Yep. But, you know, I mean, I don't want to be buds with everybody I work with, but if you can develop that sort of camaraderie yeah, right. and creative fruition, right? Sure, I mean, yeah. that's the whole bit right, right. there. And the trust again. It, well, and you have to, you know, otherwise you, you can't, you have to believe in what you create, right? Yeah, and everybody wants this creation to be its best. So, you know, there's a time where egos kind of make things happen or you come through from your spirit and things arrive to you and you give out. But, you know, when you're working with other people, that those uh, the two egos kind of have to drop and let let's let's put the energy into mm. let's make this the best for both of us or for three of us four of us sometimes there's a lot of people that go into making some sort of something mm-hmm. for everyone else you know so everyone has their unique individual uh, portion of um, of a, a creative thing that is given back to society you know so it's not just one person it might come an idea or seed might come out of or does come out of one person individually, but then it's blossomed and grown with all of these other elements that work together, you know? Do you have, and I know it's impossible to know exactly, do you have a rough idea of when we might see the video? Uh, this will be out in early September. Oh, well, that's pretty Ooh, soon. That's just yeah, a few weeks I away. Know. Well, we got to oh, do good. this last shoot and then all right. put it all together and get it out. Well, I'm excited, man, because you sent me a few stills and a couple of little quick shots. And it's amazing. It looks yeah, fun, I'm man. Super it looks happy really about it. cool. And it was fun. This was last, we shot last night with the flame. And yeah, it, I oh know. And I got, got home and like, 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, well, but as a bonfire guy, I don't know that there can ever be enough fire in a video. So, And to go along with the song we just heard, that's great. But let's hear another one. Now, right. before this is over, I want people to know we're going to dig a little bit into some astrology stuff. We're going to look to the skies. We're going to look to the stars. We're going to look deep within our hearts. But we're also going to get live in studio in Smart Start MN Studio Music from Little Man to take us out. But before that, let's go back to your last record. Sure. Yeah, in between the lines, this is the uh, title track, and it rocks really massively. Um, yeah, it's and it's you know again with the lion uh, themes is very. I'm happy to be playing this at this time of the year, and um, so in, in the Leo season, let's let's hear this rocking one.
shit, man. You're exhausting to listen to. <laughs> um, John Fields on the keyboards on these songs, wow. too. Well, I'm just, I mean, like, just I'm rocking it. I, everything about it, the production value, the quality of the song, the quality of the vocals, the execution of your toil. <laughs> you like to rock, man. Where did that, where do you think, when's the first time you felt it? When's the first time you were like, fuck, I'm playing guitar, man? Oh, I know, right? Yeah. I, I wish those feelings on everybody yes. with some sort of whatever they do best yeah having that feeling do it this was back in uh probably in uh high school playing a talent show with the band that i was with i think we were playing uh santana's black magic woman gypsy queen and we had a great drummer yeah and just getting that right in the spot and playing and feeling the energy of the band and the audience and just being able to play. And, and granted, I was playing someone else's song. Yeah. But still, that feeling the, no, no, you, and that when you, power was The sweet powerful. spot. So, I mean, it happens for musicians, right? Or really probably any artist. But I think an amateur golfer or someone yeah. who likes to mess around in the garden. One year, mm. your garden's fucking perfect. <laughs> and you'll never forget it for the right. rest of your life. And right. you'll always work to try to get back there. And as a musician, now you probably, I mean, that may not be a great analogy. But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. so... You get that feeling for the first time, and you're never going to forget it. You know, right. it's, it's like what I've never done it, but it's what people no. say. Heroin's like the second you have it, you have to get back to that spot, mm. and you'll never get back to that mm. spot. Luckily, that's why music's a better endeavor. <laughs> you can true. get back to that spot, and you can even put a finer point on that spot. Is that what keeps motivating you? Yeah. Why do you keep playing guitar? Why it, do you still give a shit? It happens every time I play live, or you know, when I'm performing. I'm back at that moment. That's the feeling, and then. Being in the studio, it's great creative work, and you're super focused, and you're creating something. Yeah, it's a really good good feeling. That's what keeps me going with it. You know, performing, creating, it's really big elements in my life. Well, obviously, you're in a creative period right now. You've got this incredible new song. You're working on the video for it, and you say it's part Thanks, of a Brian. bigger project, which means people should probably keep their eyes on Little Man. Chris Paraselli, Little Man. Yeah. What is ground zero for people to find your artwork, your teases, your output, yeah. and the things that you're up to, blogs, anything sure. like that? Where should people try to find you? Yeah, probably Instagram might be the best one. Is uh, Little Man Music on Instagram. Okay. And on uh, my personal one is... Uh, Paraceli Picks, P E R R I C E L L I Picks, P I C S. So that's got of like more personal and's got a lot more astrology stuff in there too. But you know, I mix both. My life is both things. I am, you know, all of that. So you know, right, right. it's separated there. But you know, I'm all. I'm a bunch of things put together. As yeah, everybody you, is. You also uh, have the single greatest fucking button-down shirt collection on planet <laughs> Earth. So, um, I mean, when I when I go, I'm a bigger fella, Sean. I don't know if you've noticed that. Um, I don't but, know what uh, that would be like. Yeah. Um, you know, when I go looking for cool vintage stuff, none of it fits. But yeah. me too. That's not true. That is not. I'm the opposite. Really? No, nothing fits for me because it's too big. That's, it's all too big? That's why I like vintage clothes because they're smaller, you know? Well, that's I what mean, I was going to say. It's yeah. like when I go shopping for vintage, it's all tiny. I'm like, who could wear this? And I'm like, oh, look at that sexy <laughs> motherfucker over there. Look at that guy. Thanks, Before man. we let you go, um, again, thanks for sharing that first song with us. I know mm -hmm. that it's out and available and people can get it now. That's is there, right. Is there a way for people that you actually get to make money off that? Like if people go to Bandcamp or do that's that kind correct. of thing? Yeah. yeah, it'll be Little Man Music. Um, on Bandcamp. Okay, very well. good. And I know sometimes on Fridays they'll do that thing where the artist gets all the money, That's which true, yeah. wouldn't be a terrible time to go and peruse that. But I'm going to be listening to that again on the way home and my copy of In Between the Lions. I, I don't awesome. want you to take this the wrong way, but you know with how busy life is, how hectic life is, mm. it can sometimes be easy to forget how so much you enjoyed something. I mean... There's no reason that all of that shouldn't be sprinkled in with my Queens of the Stone Age, Red Fang, Royal Blood playlist, because it's oh, all up there with that quality. Great. Thank you. A friend of mine, uh, I grew up in Phoenix, just like junior high and high school, but he was, he had, his family had some money. So he had wall to wall speakers mm. and CDs were just kind of coming out. I had one mm -hmm. or two CDs, but whenever Love Removal Machine was oh, out yeah. for the cult, big cult he's fan. like, I want you to hear what it, the cult sounds like. On real, <laughs> right. on like real speakers Properly. or real proper. Yeah, yeah. System. It makes a difference. This guy, by the way, ended up uh, spending many, many years as the VP of IT for Fender. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. nationally. So he did fairly well. But I'm going to send him your music because 
that same feeling that I had from Love Her Removal Machine oh. with Heartburst in particular, but both songs, but with headphones on, oh. it's like you'd, you'd rather hear that music either with wall-to-wall speakers or with or headphones, headphones on. on. Yeah, it's like good the, loud and it's good yes. and you can hear all the little parts. Well, oh my thing. God, Thank you can you, hear Sean. every instrument, every single thing you can hear with the headphones on, which I absolutely love. For years, I've been a huge advocate of over-ear headphones. I yes. mean, if you've got earbuds, yes. they're fine, but right. being, being I'm a radio DJ for a living, oh, radio, yeah. over-ear headphones are daily for me and it's my preferred way to listen to music and i even told you chris you know i have listened to heartburst a couple times and it sounded fine but today was a very different experience <laughs> with the over your headphones on yeah fidelity makes a difference in it, certain places even does. when you're half deaf like me right and you got to think of how people listening to music these days you know i think probably a lot more people are listening to those tiny little mm-hmm. earbuds it's different so, man yeah, it's different it and maybe this isn't the best thing for your hearing but you got to die of something <laughs> before we start to uh, before we start to wrap up with chris aka little man uh, astrology is a big part of who you are and what you do and it, I don't know that it defines you, but it's obviously interwoven into you, and it's part mm. of your philosophy. Is that fair? Yeah. Where'd that come from? Um, boy, I've always been into mystical things mm-hmm. and spirituality, and all of that. It's kind of just a part of who I am and uh, what I agree with, you know, lifestyle and stuff yeah, yeah. like that. But um, it actually came through with uh, a relationship, and we were getting into astrology. She got me uh, an astrology reading. And that really kind of opened the gates for me to be like, wow, this is very interesting stuff. And then uh, I wanted to uh, learn more about um, myself through that. And it was eye-opening. And I also wanted to learn more about my partner. And so I was studying her chart along with mine and then learning through like our charts together. And then uh, I started getting into... uh, astrology blogs and watching and learning and then i start you know started studying in a school so then i started learning over about two years time now and then i felt confident enough where i could start reading charts for people and so i do that also on the side as well you know that i so if if the math weren't so completely diabolical I was actually going to be an astronomer when I was young. Oh, wow. The stars were my thing. But then I found yeah. out that you spend probably two hours a year looking through an actual telescope. And the rest of the time, all you're <laughs> yeah. doing is theoretical, theoretical math that is so blindingly hard. Like, I probably could have learned it, but I'm like, I, I, you've got to be one of those people. If you're going to devote your life to math, you have to. But you oh, know yeah. that I believe in the majesty and the inscrutable power of the sun, the moon, oh. the satellites, the stars. Yeah. The cosmos are endlessly fascinating to me. It's probably my number one love in the world, maybe as much as music, maybe more. Now, where my skepticism comes in is undoubtedly we're influenced by these incredible forces beyond really our knowable abilities, right? Mm -hmm. And we try to interpret them and we look for certain things. And, you know, obviously when we were a much more, I don't think primitive is the right word, but a different different species with a certain lack of perspective that we've since gained, we assigned values and names and positions and powers to the stars. Now, see, here's where it crosses over that I'm really fascinated I'm a huge history and mythology buff. Okay. That was where I got all my straight A's when I was young. Wonderful. And so obviously mythology is a huge part of informing what has grown to become modern astrology, yes, right? Yes, right. And so I'm fascinated by it, but I remain skeptical. Um, like, I'm a Taurus. Yeah. Am I, is everyone else who was born in the same month as me a Taurus? Everyone, yes. Exactly. So does that mean we're all the same? No. Because we were born between late April and late no, May? No, exactly not. Okay, okay. And so, I mean... Because I, 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 re- I really don't have open disrespect, but I am very skeptical about astrology. Like when I read it, it's like, well, it's always generic enough that that could apply to anybody. To anybody. Yeah. Right. For horoscopes and Right. Stuff? That stuff is, is more like uh, sun sign astrology. So it is very kind of broad um, and it's different. Than, I mean, what I study is called uh, evolutionary astrology. So it's about the uh, the journey of the soul and it's about um, uh in the going on the path of the you know the hero and the individuation of of a soul and a spirit and the energies this is about more about psychological energies you know it's not like uh you know uh there's an influence from saturn that is actually physical that's making you do things it's not like that right. so it's more uh, of a psychological theme and it has to do with archetypes uh, it's m- more uh psychological so you can be taurus you know, you have all these people that are born in Taurus. No, they're not all the same. That's because you have to look at the entire chart. Right. You're going to have all different aspects. Everybody has a different 
it's like a fingerprint for everybody. Yeah. And so your Taurus, your sun is in Taurus, and you're meant to shine, you know, and uh, be, a, you know, Taurus-like in many ways, but you have all of these, you have everything else in your chart. You are Libra, you know, you are Aries, you know, you are Pisces, all of these things and these energies. When we have planets that are going in and out of these you know, pieces of the pie in our chart, then they activate certain energies, psyches within us and stuff like that. So you have different planets in the sky when you were born. So you have these naturalness, these natural energies within you, and it's going to be different from everybody else. Okay. Well, Well, I don't doubt that those things will have an impact on who you are on the day you're conceived or the day you first draw breath or whatever the case may be. I'm just wondering who interpreted that? Who decided what those positions meant and how they manifest? Mm. That's the part that confuses me. Over time, uh, these like a lot of the, empirical some of the, data. Are you telling me we're mixing science and magic right now? Is that science what you're doing? and magic is always great. Yeah, so, no, I agree. I agree. Like for instance, when certain planets, you know, later when when certain planets come into uh, consciousness, human consciousness, where we discover a planet, then usually what scientists do or say is like, what is the planet? going through right now right so let's name this planet that has to do with that or this sort of mythology so that's kind of how planets come to us with certain mythologies and themes you know and it is very much uh psychological i think you should read brian's chart for him can you oh, do that? Yeah, we can take a quick look. I mean, let, let, look. I mean, again, let, and let's not go deep. We're not doing oh, another yeah. hour reading. We've only got <laughs> oh, a no. couple. We've only got a couple minutes left. Actually, while you look it up, I want to make sure to thank our good friends uh, that have been Patreon supporters from the beginning. Yes. Those who have stuck with us. Without you, we are absolutely nothing. Also, audio quip Nate and his entire crew. The world's slowly coming back to life, but yep. if you find yourself in need of any electronic or audio equipment that's going to help you do your thing, audio quip is who we want to send you to. Because A, they've got everything you're going to need, and B, they're good people. They're not dicks, and it's time to stop interacting and or working or accepting dickatry in all of its great many <laughs> forms. When it needs to be shunned. Agreed. And so uh, we've just we've been lucky enough to work with really good people to have truly amazing guests like Chris on the show over the, wow, two and a half years that we've been doing this now? Yeah, coming up on three. Is that possible? We will have a Patreon event soon. We'll be talking about that shortly. Before you give me a very quick reading, um, you use the word archetypes. Are you a Joseph yeah. Campbell guy? Oh, totally. Yeah, that's very the very beginning of me getting into spirituality and exploring, you know, my individuality and how it plays a part in the entire world and all is one and Buddhism, everything like that. Yeah, yeah. Started with Joseph Campbell, which came from me from a girlfriend at the time. Yeah. So it opened things up very much. Yeah, and see, I, I like some of the more flamboyant ones like your Aleister Crowley's and stuff like that, but mm. but Joseph Campbell sort of is in that Venn diagram for me of here's where science gets a little blurry and here's where faith starts to come in because I've never been a terribly spiritual individual, I'm going to be honest. But I've remained open to the possibilities. But Joseph Campbell's in this sweet spot, and the stuff that he had to say about archetypes to me resonated like real science. Yeah, 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 very much. Mm -hmm. And it connects with all different religions. Exactly. You know, so there's a deeperness, a connectedness of everything. Which makes me, no matter what you believe in life, zealots can go to hell. And you you have to keep (laughs) an open mind because nobody knows for sure, man. It's it's a constant, it's, it's always learning. Like that sign right behind my head says, keep fucking dreaming always learning. You have to keep your mind open to the possibilities. Right. So what do you know about me now, Chris? You've broken the code, baby. <laughs> well, exactly what you're talking about there with having an open mind and your uh, your ability to be open-minded and take in all sorts of information uh, and wisdom and learning and stuff like that. That's your moon in the ninth house in uh, Sagittarius. Okay. And this also has to do with uh, being comfortable with uh, traveling and uh, philosophy and religion, you know, and uh, let's go to your son is in the third house in Taurus. So this has the third house has a lot to do with communication. Okay. And having um, uh, Mars here too, this is, um, you know, so you have a drive to be doing things with communication. Do you have a brother? Uh, I don't. I have a sister. Okay. I have no brother. This is a, a house of siblings too. So also Mars and Gemini. So maybe your uh, sex life could be like very, you could have, this is more private um, because right. it's in where it is in your chart, but it could be, you could be into a lot of different things. 
<laughs> or, I could, or I could have a sex life, period. Just <laughs> thing on. <laughs> okay, just that, not to worry. She, she doesn't listen to the show. She does not listen Neither to the show. Neither does my wife. So. That's fine. No big deal. Um, to, to me, that kind of stuff is fascinating. And so what differentiates something... I mean, is it is it all the same sort of energy waves? Like, if you decide to do a tarot reading, how is that different from my birth chart? A tarot means right now and the energy we're expressing right now as opposed to that's where I started and it's yeah. always going to inform me? This is, when we're looking at a chart, this is what you came into this life I see, with. I see. So these are natural energies that are helping you, and there are certain aspects in your chart that are hard or difficult, and these are the energies that you probably experience throughout your life. I know you're trying to be nice. Tell me what I suck at. <laughs> Look at it right there. I, you've broken the code. What do I suck at? What do, what uh, do I need to work at? Well, let's say uh, your son is opposing uh, Neptune uh, in um, uh, you're Scorpio. You're goddamn right it is, Chris. So this could be, this could be uh, drug-related, or it could be um, uh, obsession with... Um, you could be... Uh, this is um, like addiction. It could be addiction type stuff. Hmm. Uh, dark things, you know, that sort of stuff. Because uh, it's opposite your son. So there is a, uh, it's not there. Or you could be dealing with that with somebody in your life. It could be like a theme in your life where you deal with someone that has these tendencies. So it's outside of you or it could be inside of you, depending on how you, uh, you know, how you are. Get out of my head, Zoltar. Okay, <laughs> get out of my head. That could be a difficult one. Yeah, no, I don't have any idea what you're talking about. None of that really resonated at all. <clears throat> I have one correction for Brian. You are, I see you as non-religious, but I see you as very spiritual and somebody that finds your spirituality in music and in... Yeah, the stars. I mean, that, and, that's what's weird about the term spirituality, yeah. right? Like, I feel things very deeply. That's what I mean. And I, 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 I search, and I'm always trying to learn yeah. and grow. I, is that spiritual? Is that I mean? Does, yes, so does spiritual just mean it's feeding my spirit? Yes, and, and, yes. Okay, your energy. Well, then I guess your, I am spiritual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I just, that I, you I, are. I just don't believe in an invisible sky god. No, I'm not saying yeah, that. Right. That's religion to me. That's Th- like, that is more of a religion. Yeah, thing. and yeah. I see you as somebody that you are so passionate about what you're passionate about that it's yeah. contagious, this and that to me it feeds you and it feeds other people, and that to me is totally. beginning and end right there. Like. You don't have to apply dogma. You don't have to apply a big fucking set of rules. Right. That's the gift, I think, that we give ourselves and we give each other. And so from my perspective, you know, I'm not trying to speak for you. But no, no. Yeah, I, I, I see well, you as highly spiritual. Somebody I, that you're not numbed out. Oh, you're no. not somebody who doesn't give a shit and no, apathetic. Ever. You are you are spiritual to me. I, I sense that within you, too. You know, it's, it's a within thing. It's, yeah. you know, not from without. And I think that you embody a really greatness about you have a great energy Mm -hmm. and that comes from within you okay and i do feel like you have very high spiritual elements just from you know what you Hmm. say and 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 what we talk about and the things that you post about and stuff like that um very much so wow i mean well and i'm looking so what is the name if i may ask unless it's proprietary or you're trying to keep it to yourself you have an app on your phone that will break down people's birth charts you know what it's called oh this is uh, astro.com Astro.com. Uh, that's what I use to okay. interpret charts with. Um, Not the and, Jetsons Astro. Right. No. Yeah, that's a Astro. <laughs> so, yeah, if you'd like a chart reading, uh, if anybody would, then you can contact me at uh, astrologywithchris at gmail.com. I love doing this, and I love to be able to look at your natural energies and maybe the hard stuff. I like talking about the difficult mm-hmm. things with people and open up you know, your, your naturalness and where can you blossom? You're going through a really hard time. It's a great time to look at astrology. And, um, I, I like people, I like to encourage people to be them natural selves and to grow, you know, grow from learning about you. You're this, you help yourself when we're looking at astrology charts, you help yourself. I'm just interpreting it for you. It's like looking at a mirror. If someone's interested, how do they find you on Instagram? Uh, Instagram on Paraselli Picks, and uh, like I said, you can always email me at uh, astrologywithchris dot uh, at gmail dot com. All right, astrologywithchris at gmail dot com. Right. I got Chris. a blog too. That's that oh, as well. So, so it's know. astrology with Chris. If we just pop that in, people are going to find you. Maybe it doesn't really find me too well. So it gets me through through Instagram with yeah, uh, yeah. Paraselli Picks is the and best there'll be way links there. 
Yeah. All yeah, right. Very right good. Um, this is awesome, man. It's been really good to see you again. It's been too long, and Thank we've you. got to wrap it up. I could have this conversation with you all day. Oh, I bet we I could. Feel, I feel that. like you're hiding certain diabolical <laughs> elements from my breakdown of my chart over there that I'm never going to know about. And you know, to be honest, I don't want to know about. But here's what we're going to do. Um, thanks, you, Sean. Uh, thank, thank you. you, Sean. Um, <laughs> and everybody who listens, shares, amplifies, subscribes, whatever it is you do. We just appreciate that people care and that people are into it. And it makes sense because we get some pretty cool guests on here, yeah. up to and including Chris Paraselli, a.k.a. Little Man. Now, you are going to do something that very few people have done in this room before. Right. To take us out, you are going to melt our faces and you're going to play live. Do you have let's any idea song. what song you're going to play? You know, I don't remember what we did last time. So, uh, you know. Well, it, but here's the thing. If none of us remember... Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be fresh. All right. Let's All right. have yeah, some let's... fun. We're going to pause this and then we're going to hook up the other stuff. Sure. Yeah. yeah we'll and see what comes out. Sounds good. Beautiful, man. Chris, you take care and good luck with the video and everything. Thank you. And very we'll talk much. to you Thanks, again Chris. soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Ow. I want to see your face. I want to see your face. Come on.